Lines will be across the border in the year of Lot 16. The people of Columbus still hear him riding through their dreams. He killed 17 civilians, you could hear the women scream. Blackjack Pershing on a dancing horse was waiting in the wings. Tonight we ride, tonight we ride. We'll skin old Ponzo Villa, make shafts out of his hide. Shoot his horse, he hits a laywise, his 27 brides. Tonight we ride, tonight we ride. Howdy there, I'm Matt McKinley and we're burning daylight. Good morning, everybody. How are we feeling today? Been an excellent day in my world. Beautiful morning, a little overcast. Kind of cool. Just right for a long sleeve shirt, and be a good day to, to get some shit done. I don't think it's going to get super hot. Now that I said that, it probably will. So. There's that. I was reading the news again this morning, and uh, it really seems like the the big media outlets, excluding Fox, but you know CNN, NBC, everybody. I've I've seen more articles about how Elizabeth Warren is picking up steam, and uh, really not much mention of anything else like um oh uh, mayor pete butt stuff uh he was he was in good graces for a little bit but then uh there was that shooting in south bend where he's the mayor and somebody uh it was a uh, i don't know the details on it i just kind of i've been kind of casually following it but there was, a, there was an unarmed black man I believe that was shot and maybe he wasn't unarmed I don't know but and uh, so now he's getting a bunch of flack from uh, the activists about him not doing enough within his own police department or something anyway so he's kind of like falling out of grace and uh, and Biden, I like they're just like trying to keep him silent, I think, because he's the he's the Democrat version of Donald Trump. I mean he just he doesn't know when to, to shut his mouth. So I don't know what's what's gonna go on, but the more they can promote Elizabeth Warren, the better everybody everybody's life gonna be, because it is gonna be goddamn hilarious. Watching her try to duke it out with Donald Trump. So, keep at it, media. I, I hope, I hope she wins. I had, uh, had previously thought about registering as a Democrat and uh, going to caucus for Tulsi Gabbard. Because uh, Nevada is one of the early primary states and it's a caucus rather than a, a true primary and Tulsi Gabbard's the only anti-war candidate out there she is her foreign policy is bring the troops home 
no more regime change, and uh, and very reasonable. On the economic side, she's a hot steaming pile of garbage. It's uh, basically Bernie Sanders' economic plan, but she is 100% right on the the most important issue. So I'd thought about that, but now I'm thinking. Uh, I might just go campaign for, for, uh, oh, Lady Chief Paleface and, and, uh, get her all the, uh, momentum I can get, which I have zero pull, but I might, uh, I might just go troll the, <laughs> the Democratic Caucus. I might, I don't know. Probably will. I don't know. It seems like a lot of time and uh, very little reward other than humor. So I'm not sure if I've reached that level of petty yet, but if I do, I'll make sure and record it so y'all can, can enjoy that. Well, one of the the things that makes this day just already great. Hadn't, haven't done a whole lot today yet, but it's gonna be a good day, I can tell you, just because, and it's kind of a, an accumulation of the last couple days, but there seems to be a lot, and I mean a lot of uh, chatter amongst the journalists about Elizabeth Warren and how she is she is uh, creeping up in the polls I mean just barnstorming right now and I can't think of anything better for the sake of comedy than Elizabeth Warren leading the the polls in the, the Democratic presidential race and uh, I think we really I I hate to say this but I think everybody right now Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Socialist, Communist, whatever your your uh, leanings are, everybody should register Democrat because let's face it uh, you don't have to be registered Republican this uh, this one for the primaries because uh, I guess Bill Weld is, is making a run against Donald Trump but nah. Uh, yeah, he, he barely made it in as the, the VP candidate as a libertarian. Claimed he was a libertarian for life, and then, uh, and then he just switched back to the GOP and decided he was going to challenge Trump in, uh, in the primary. So you've got that one. So if, if you're really worried about Bill Weld uh, coming on strong and, and uh, you know, defeating the Donald, then... Go ahead and stay Republican for this this election cycle, but everybody else, register Democrat. Vote for Elizabeth Warren, and let's let's make this happen. As uh, I don't know if you guys watch Gold Rush, but we used to, we watch it quite a bit. And Tony Beats might be my favorite TV character right now. So let's make it happening. Elizabeth Warren to the slaughter. That will be the debate against Donald Trump. So let's, let's make it happening. Go register as a Democrat and, and caucus and vote for, for old Pocahontas herself and 
let's just watch the watch the hilarity unfold I just realized this morning I haven't done a octagon call out in a couple days and uh, got a message from a, a fella named Brett from Saskatchewan, Canada. Yes, I realize it is Canada. I just like saying Canada because I can, that's why. And uh, the Canadians, uh, they really just kind of cracked me up. Uh, I'm amused by, by the Canadians, but I had a really good chat with this guy and his octagon call out was Justin Trudeau because basically he's uh, he's a super left wing corrupt douchebag and uh, and he's just uh, he's just another politician and uh, an especially slimy one in uh, in Brett's opinion and I I tend to agree I was I was telling him how I didn't know a lot about Trudeau I don't. I don't follow Canadian politics uh, very well. I know, I, I mean, I do some, just kind of loosely follow, seeing how they're they're so they're the most similar to to the U.S. Uh, I suppose you know they're a neighbor and uh, and they they've got a more similar culture than than say like Mexico or uh, you know Cuba or some of the, our other closer neighbors and. So I, I kind of loosely follow, but not not much. And but I told him every time he's mentioned in our news cycle, like the the, the main the journalist just about nutting their pants over him. And so that makes me not trust him. If the the media likes him, I I probably don't. And uh, so I, that, that's kind of my, my main take on him as, a, as being relatively ignorant of the, the guy and his politics. I just, I just go with my gut and, uh, and some of my gut instincts are if uh, there is bipartisan consensus on something, like major bipartisan sen- uh, consensus in politics, uh, they're probably trying to fuck you over. And if the the major media market, uh, CNN, MSNBC, uh, you know, ABC, CBS, pretty well all of them except for Fox News and then some internet outlets, if they are really preaching somebody up, you know, just really talking about what a great individual they are, that person's probably a piece of shit. So. That, that's, those are kind of my rules of thumb. And Trudeau falls squarely in line with with that rule of thumb. So I don't I don't trust the guy. And this guy, Brett, from Saskatchewan, uh, apparently has just uh, confirmed that suspicion for me. So anyway, Brett and Trudeau, he said he, he thought he might get his ass kicked because Trudeau has some training in boxing. But, yeah. You gotta. You never know if he if he's got any sort of chin or not. So, you, know, you never know till you try. So I, I I would I'd pay to watch it. And uh, so Trudeau and Saskatchewan Brett.
Put your dukes up. Well, I read a article yesterday that uh, I I talked a little bit about it yesterday, but I didn't. I decided not to put it in the show. The show kind of ran long as it was, but apparently there's a bunch of Hollywood actors who are uh, just really gonna stick it to to Trump, and uh, they are going to perform a a live reading of the Mueller report as a like a uh, a play, like a, a Broadway play. I don't know if it's a musical number. God, I hope so. That'd be oh, that would be so awesomely stupid. But they. <laughs> I forget who was in it, but there was supposedly some big names. I really don't care. I don't want to give them any any sort of publicity. But it was just uh, it was the perfect article to mock and ridicule. Is as if they haven't wasted enough like time and political capital on trying to. Uh, trying to get Trump as a, a Russian puppet, which Mueller came out in his report and said there was no, no collusion with Russia. And so now they are concerned about obstruction of justice during the invest, investigation of a crime that he did not commit. So I guess the best comparison I can think of for obstruction of justice would be like... Uh, getting a ticket for uh, your tag light being burnt out. <clears throat> there is no there is no victim in that supposed crime. Uh, you know, the, the tag light's only purpose is for uh, to light up your, your license plate so that the police can see it. Uh, no, nobody else care. I mean, unless you're like, maybe you're playing the who can, uh, who can spot license plates from the most states on a road trip but like there there is that is the only reason a tag light is there so the the police can see your license plate and so when it's out there they can't see your license plate even though they've got headlights so anyway it's uh it's a victimless crime and so if they can't get you on anything else then you know a lot of times they'll just give you a ticket for uh for a burnout tag light. And that's kind of the same way this obstruction of justice deal is going, is they have nothing on him for Russia collusion or conspiracy or, you know, treason. Even some people say it was treason. Uh, but I got nothing on that, so to, <laughs> to, to make their case, I guess, uh, to get him on something because they spent two years and like 35 million dollars so they got to get something and so he makes this vague uh vaguely uh halfway kind of accuses trump of obstruction of justice so there's there's 10 instances where he may have but uh well you can't say for sure and but we also can't say for sure that he didn't commit collusion because that's, that's how the Justice Department's supposed to work. You know, it's innocent until proven guilty. But they couldn't prove that he didn't commit a crime, so therefore they're not going to say he's innocent. Ah, anyway, so <laughs> the they're going to make a play 
and do a live reading of this like 400 and some page Mueller report. So that that ought to be just stupendous. I'm I'm sure it'll it'll get real good ratings. Today's show is brought to you once again by the D-bags. Don't be a gunsel. And um, I've had a few comments on what a gunsel is. And uh, typically a gunsel is kind of kind of described as somebody who looks like a cowboy, dresses like a cowboy, but overall don't know what the fuck they're doing. And, uh, and they're pretty prevalent anywhere you go. And some people have different names for them depending on what line of work you're in. But for us in the cowboy world, we call them a gunsel. But anyway, Don't Be a Gunsel is it's a website started to uh, started with the working cowboy with, who has a sense of humor in mind. And they also have a line of merch that you can buy. Uh, they've got some hats and some stickers and uh, a coffee mug. Uh, you can find them at Don't Be a Gunsel on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, if you go buy any of their merch, make sure you use the promo code Burning Daylight and get 10% off. It'll help them out. That'll help me out. And you get some cool shit for a little bit cheaper. And their prices are already pretty cheap. So go, I'll go check them out, support them, and uh, use the Burning, uh, Burning Daylight promo code B U R N I N. D-A-Y-L-I-G-H-T. I uh, I spelled the daylight wrong yesterday because uh, I'm a fucking hand, that's why. But anyway, go check them out. Don't be a gunsel. I got a lot of good feedback about the music I've been selecting too, so appreciate that, but I really need to go say that to the guys that wrote it I guess uh I just pick stuff that I like and I wouldn't say I've got a very obscure uh music preference I just uh I typically like stuff that's not as mainstream and uh stuff that's got a good story as you know I like a good story and it's uh and it's usually guys that are just kind of starting out or they're not, you know, it's kind of a independent scene or something. And so that's kind of the stuff I listen to. It all started, uh, I guess, back in high school. We used to listen to a little band out of Oklahoma called The, the Great Divide. Uh, Mike McClure was the lead singer <clears throat> of that little band. And I, I saw them in concert down in Guymon, Oklahoma, when I was in high school. And of course, we are always in the, you know, the old country, kind of outlaw stuff, and Waylon, Willie, Myrtle, and then kind of the rodeo guys, too. Chris Ledoux, of course. You can't, can't mention good cowboy music without Chris Ledoux. Rest in peace. And then, but it was the great divide that really turned me and my good buddies onto what would be known or what would become known as the either the red dirt music uh, country scene or the Texas country scene and 
they i kind of just view them as like the modern day either bakersfield sound or uh you know outlaw country sound because they're there's a few that have went on to nashville and and had pretty good success but for the most part they're kind of independent labels self uh self-produced that type of stuff and and uh, the cool part about bands like that is they write all their own shit uh so the songs have a lot more meaning and uh typically they're all very very talented musically and that's that's kind of what drew them to me and they played uh those type of bands played up in Fort Collins quite a bit when I was in college and they'd play this little this little bar called the the Aggie Theater and we uh we used to go down there every time there was a one of the Texas or Oklahoma bands in town and I go watch a show. I think I went to like three cross Canadian ragweed uh shows before i actually ever got to see them play i went twice and got kicked out for underage drinking and then i think the third time i was finally smart enough to to not drink or at least be able to hide my drinking and uh, i actually got to see him play and Ragweed is one of those bands that I really, really liked, and then when I saw them play live, I ended up being kind of halfway disappointed. But I seen them again, and they put on a good show. But that's kind of the the origins of where I started on my musical, you know, rabbit hole. If I would have spent half as much time studying in college as I did researching new bands and downloading music on LimeWire, uh, I'd probably be a vet by now, but listening to cool new bands was a lot more fun anyways. But I, I really like the, the Oklahoma bands. Like I said, I've always kind of had a soft, soft spot for Okies. And so I, I liked, you know, like I said, the Great Divide started started it for me, and then uh, Ragweed, of course, was the next logical stepping stone. And from there, it was like Jason Bolin and the Stragglers, which is still one of my favorite favorite live shows I've ever seen. Is is Jason Bolin? I introduced uh, Robbie to him. We we took a road trip down to Amarillo, Texas, and uh, watched him watched him play there, and. Uh, and Robbie's been hooked ever since. We've seen him. I've seen him play six or eight times. Robbie's seen him play several. Got my wife. I took her to her first Red Dirt show. And she's been hooked ever since, too. And those concerts are just fun because they're not playing arenas or stadiums or anything like that. They're just playing little bars. And it's pretty intimate. And they really do a lot of crowd interaction and and stuff like that so it, it's it's really it's really neat and so i 
I would highly suggest uh, or highly recommend there's a one of these little Texas Oklahoma uh, mu uh, music scene type bands in your area go check them out you you won't be disappointed they always put on a hell of a live show and uh, and so that's that's where a lot of my music comes from and because of that scene that's who I, that's how I found Cor Blonde who is in my mind kind of like the modern day Chris Ledoux he writes just sure enough cowboy songs and and he uh, and they're funny and just kind of kind of irreverent and uh, and they're all just super talented musicians so that's kind of the music I like and I'm glad to hear that y'all are liking it too I any chance I get to turn somebody on to some new cool shit I'm all about so uh, if you got any suggestions keep them coming I've played a couple already and uh, I was really really glad to to find that Ian Munzik fella he turned out to be a really really good find I like his music he's only got <clears throat> one of those EP albums out now so it's like five songs but it's all pretty good quality shit and <clears throat> and he's a, I guess he's a Wyoming kid so that's pretty cool and I just uh, I love good music and I love live, live music so we're gonna go actually we're gonna see Jason Bolin here next month and I, I'm pretty excited we don't get the near as many concerts out here in Nevada as we used to back in uh, Colorado and Kansas so it's been a while since I've been to a red dirt show and I'm I'm looking forward to it I like I said I, I highly recommend you you go you go find one if you can if you need some some suggestions drop me a line on on Facebook or, or Instagram or something but I uh, I haven't figured out which uh, who I'm gonna play today but I, I'm pretty sure you'll like it I haven't disappointed yet so stay tuned one of the funny things that I noticed uh, in college was it did not matter how different uh, of a background you had or like views on life in general uh, if there was a bar with a good drink special everybody went there and it so we were my I think it was my junior and senior year of college up there in Fort Collins on Thursday night there was a, a bar called uh, Road 34 that we'd go to and they had dollar draft beer all night and and it was anything they had on tap and so they had most you know Fort Collins is known for uh, for micro brews uh, craft beer and so they had a ton of different beer on tap and and it was all a dollar a dollar for a pint and it was a, a bike bar not not biker like Hell's Angels but like Lance Armstrong wannabe bicycle bunch of hippies and uh, but it was it was kind of a cool little place it wasn't too far from my house and a bunch of my buddies would go there and and especially this one summer uh, we we went there every Thursday and just tore it up and there was one night we were there and it was pretty packed we got there pretty pretty quick and we knew all the bouncers 
and my my buddy Kranz was uh, was friends with the owner, I think, <coughs> and so we'd always get even a better deal than the the normal dollar dollar beers, but they had a gas leak or something, so they had to evacuate, and so we went across the street over to to Sully's or Sullivan's is what it's called. I don't know what it's called now, but it was Sullivan's Sports Bar. And, and we called it Sully's, and it was, it wasn't a bad bar, it just, it was really, really frat-tastic, that was, it was right there next to Fraternity Row, and Sorority Row, so all the, all the frat guys went there on, uh, I think it was Thursday nights when they had their special, and that was, that was kind of their big night. So, Road 34 had to, had to evacuate because of a gas leak, and so we all went over to Sully's, and we're, we were drinking a little bit there, and uh, the owner of Road 34 uh, called Kranz and said, hey, they, they got it fixed. It was, it was kind of a false alarm, so uh, we're letting everybody back in. I said, cool. So we were the first ones back in there, and uh, I had to work pretty early the next day. So I I drank another beer or two, and I said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it good. i got to go home. And uh, And I was headed out. I went around back and I was headed to uh, to head home and I realized I had to piss really bad. And so I, I peeked around the corner to see what the line was like and of course it was a mile long by that point. So uh, I went up and asked the bouncer if I if he could let me back in just to take a leak and he said, no, nah, I can't do it, we're at capacity. So okay, no problem. So I went around back and there wasn't any bad back there so I just took a leak on the side of the building there and just about to zip my pants back up and <clears throat> one of the bartenders stepped back outside and flipped all the way out and uh, was started screaming at me and uh, and pre- proceeded to ban me for two weeks. Uh, oh, okay. It seems a little excessive, but whatever. That's it. And turns out he was like a part owner in the, the place and and so he had a little bit of pull. So I said, okay, no big deal. My bad. That's on me. So I I wait two weeks and I go back and I go up get my first beer and the old boy was bartending and apparently he was still really pissed off and uh, he said, no man, you, this is his exact words. He said, you're 86 for life, bro. Uh, I was like, 86? Oh, okay, so you're kicking me out for good because I, I took a leak on on the back of your building. And he said, yeah, it was, it was my fucking building, man. How would you like if you had a party? And I came came to your house and I pissed all over the side of your house. Uh, I said, not in him not knowing where I was from. I grew up 20 miles from the nearest town and uh, about a mile and a half as the crow flies to my nearest neighbor. And so I, I'm pretty used to just peeing outside and I said well actually I'd, I'd prefer that you did that because if if you're gonna go piss in one of the bathrooms at my house you're probably gonna miss the toilet and piss all over the floor and I'm gonna have to clean it up the next day so I'd just assume you go outside and take a leak and he's what's fucking different man that's <laughs> it was your example I was that different and he he was not in the not in the mood to be uh, reasoned with so I said okay I guess I'm out of here for life. So we, uh, 
I didn't go back, or I'd, I'd go back every now and then. I just kind of hang out in the in the back by the by the front door, I guess, and away from the bar. And I'd I'd send somebody up with money when uh, to get me a beer when it was my turn to buy. And I I finished out my college career like that. So I graduated. I went home for about a month, and then. Then I was moving up to Montana, so I stopped into Fort Collins to to see all my buddies that were still up there. There's about three quarter of them that were still there. Either they were still in school or going back to school, or they had got jobs there around Fort Collins. So I met up with most of them, and we we went over to Sully's, which had the name had changed to like Mojo's or something like that. But it was like, uh, you know how the LSU people spell Go Tigers, like the G-E-A-U-X. It was that's how they spelled Mojo's. It was like a supposed to be a Cajun place or some shit. And we're we're in there having a good old time. Everybody's getting pretty well lubricated. And somebody said, "Let's go over to Road 34." So well, I'm not really allowed in Road 34, but I was like, "Hell." It don't matter. I'm graduated. I ain't going to be living in Fort Collins ever again. So what the hell? What are they going to do? Kick me out again? So we we go over there and uh, we're at the door and the bartender kind of looks over me and my buddy Tim. And then they he just kind of, he looks over our ID, looks us over real suspicious like. And then he, he goes ahead and waves us in. And... So we, we go, and we're waiting in line for a drink, and then the bouncer comes over, and he said, hey, you guys are cool to stay. They pointed at me and Tim, and he said, but you two can't drink anymore. We think you've been over-served. All right, whatever. So we just had somebody else buy our drinks. Wasn't, you know, pretty easy, pretty simple solution. And so we, we kept at it, and then about five minutes later he comes back over and say hey, you guys are cool to stay but none of you guys can drink anymore we're not serving you and we're at this point we're all like well what the fuck because we hadn't done anything at that point and then i can't remember if i bumped into a group of, of gals or they bumped into me or something and and there wasn't any like cross words exchange that i remember it was just kind of like oh, oops sorry my bad and so then the bouncer comes over and he said, all right, you guys have got to go. And they, they pointed at, I think he just pointed at me that, that time, which is, which is justified. But I think he might have, he may have pointed at Tim as well. But he gave us all the boot. And that point I was, I was pretty, pretty tuned up, feeling real good about life and uh, getting ready to go be a cowboy up in Montana. So, I was like, well, fuck these idiots. If they're going to kick me out, I'm at least going to give them a reason to. So, they had this big uh, big sign out front, you know, lit up and everything. And I went over there and pissed all over it. <laughs> you know, the, the bouncer and the bartender had to been looking out the window. I was like, is he going to? No, surely he's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there he goes. He's pissing on the sign. So they just they poked their head out the door and they said, "You need to get out of here now. We got the cops coming." I said, "Don't worry. I'm almost done." Pinched her off, zipped my pants off, and flipped him the bird. And that was the last time I set foot in Road 34. I don't even know if it's still there. 
uh, you know, bars and college towns, they come and they go. So I don't know if it's still there or not, but <laughs> that was the last time I ever stepped foot in there. Well, I think that's going to do it for me today. There wasn't much uh, in the way of cattle work today, and I didn't have any stories that popped into my head that really stuck out. And mostly it was just kind of windy and nasty, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel like talking in, into the microphone while I was on horseback. It was just kind of miserable. I was trying to get done and, and, uh, and get out of there. So I don't, don't really have any cow stories or horse stories, but I, I think, I think we covered enough today and I feel good about it. So, uh, I, I know I say it a lot, but thank you again for, for all the support. I'm, I mean, it really, really helps keep me going on this thing i'm i mean I, I enjoy doing it but knowing that you guys are enjoying what i put out makes it all worthwhile so uh keep listening and i'll uh i'll keep trying to to make you laugh maybe teach you a thing or two so uh i, I sure appreciate it y'all go find me uh on facebook matt mckinley my personal page my personal page is on facebook and twitter or at mickermac85 uh, go to the burning daylight page on facebook go check us out we got a bunch of funny shit up there a bunch of interesting stuff some videos and we just have fun uh so that's burning daylight on facebook at burning daylight on instagram make sure you go check out don't be a gunsel uh go buy some stuff use the promo code burning daylight get 10 percent off and uh let's do it again tomorrow uh hopefully there's some good shit on the debates so i can uh i can get some content there and and if not well i'll uh, i'll kind of recap them anyways but uh thanks again for everything like share subscribe tell your friends tell your neighbors tell your enemies uh do everything you knew, need to do to get this thing to spread. I think we're right on the verge of, of getting huge. So uh, keep it up, and I'll, uh, I'll keep doing what I do. But I'm going to go home and drink a beer, so move your ass. We're burning daylight. Pennsylvania across the border in the year of odd 16. The people of Columbus still hear him riding through their dreams. He killed 17 civilians, you could hear the women scream. Blackjack Persian on a dancing horse was waiting in the wings. Tonight we ride, tonight we ride. We'll skin old Pennsylvania. Make shafts out of his hide Shoot his horse, he hits a laywise His 27 brides Tonight we ride Tonight we ride We rode for three long years Till Black Jack Persian called it quits When Jackie wasn't looking I stole his fine spade beer He was tired of all his stallions So I rode away on air To the wild Chihuahuan desert So dry you couldn't spit Tonight we ride
ourselves blessed tonight we ride 